Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaos. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc., that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again on another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I'm your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we return to Masks of Nyarlathotep in our England finale. I have assembled our investigators with us again, and we are going to get cracking because we got something to do tonight. So, uh, to my right... This is Tiffany. I play Maeve O'Shea, and we found a secret hidey hole. You did find a hidey hole. Actually, Jack found it, but um, you've all been searching real hard. Some of you a little harder than others. Uh, and you've found a, a old, old priest hidey hole, which will uh, get all up in its business here shortly, I imagine. Uh, Tim, Miss O'Shea's right. I'm Morgan. I play Lillian Lane, and I no longer resemble the Joker from Batman Begins. <laughs> Thank goodness. At the end of the table. This is Jake. I'm playing Jack Doyle. And um, yeah, we're going to we're gonna slip into the hole. Hmm. That's an excellent idea. Uh, to Jack's right. Uh, this is Lonnie. I'm playing Lawrence Edward Oliver Forsyth. And I curse the fact that I didn't bring grenades. You know, you and me both. How's that throw skill? You know what? Doesn't matter when you just throw yourself down the stairs. We got dynamite. Uh-oh. And, uh... Uh, to Mr. Forsyth, right? This is James. I'll be playing Dr. Sigmund Tattenbach, who was just enjoying picking tulips with Lillian. <laughs> Indeed. And you're still covered in the uh, the, the wonderful fragrance of um, Turkish cigarettes. Mm. And last but most certainly not least. Uh, this is Alex. I'll be playing Simone Granger. And I would like to take a moment to personally thank our patrons for saving my ass. Uh, last session, uh, you make it worth playing. Thank you. So... We rejoin our investigators at Miser House in the Nays as Miss Lane and Dr. Tottenbach step back into the house. The door is closing with a simple click from the door handle. And you begin looking for your compatriots. You can hear some rustling around to your right, Doctor. Well, doctor, being the gentleman, goes first. Sure. Um, and goes into the goes into the room where the rustling sound is coming from. You go into the door on the right, and you see a oh wow, this is a dining room. But what is that on the table? It's a it's a flayed corpse. I go over and lift one of the hands of the corpse just to make. I want to check out the skin and how it was separated. So you step over to the corpse. Uh, You get a a feeling of its um, juiciness. The body's still moist. Mm. The skin has sloughed off. It's over there in the corner. It's been piled up. It's almost like a collection of fabric-y, almost like a, a, a laundry pile, except it's this almost gelatinous blob of skin. How was it removed? 
As in, did it fall off or was it cut off? So, as someone who spent a lot of time in Chicago hmm. creating, um, doing community work, hmm. you'd be familiar with um, cooking meals for older hmm. uh, patients, making mm-hmm. sure that uh, Lily was able to make sure your patients are well taken care of. Sometimes the cooker down in the uh, in the office there had to be used for it. And you remember uh, uh, a, a Mr. Peterson who, who would eat chicken, but to take it, he would always want the skin removed. And you remember Lily having to pull off the, the excess chicken skin. And it seems like someone has just slimply slid the skin right off the meat and the bone and deposited it in a slick pile there by the table. Okay. It's all in, it's all in how you pull it off. Am, am I in the room with the doctor? Absolutely. Doctor, what are you doing? I'm examining. One moment. Stop touching the nasty burned body and let's move on. Oh, no. Uh, to be fair, it's not burned. No. Oh. This, this was not burned. Never, this it, looks maybe perhaps parboiled. It, <laughs> it was charred, right? No. No, oh, it's flayed? Okay. No. My bad. This was boiled. As in, this was being prepared for food. That's not any better. Maybe we should find um, everybody else. There's something in the next room you can hear. People are moving around in there. I have my shotgun up to... Sure. Yeah. Okay, so for those of you in the great room, um, you've just pressed the brick, you've just revealed the staircase. The the door behind you uh, is pushed in a bit by the barrel of a shotgun. And Lillian and the doctor enter. It gives you the fright of your life, Jack. Really, I, won't, I, I was going to shoot somebody. So was I. <laughs> and the other five of you are again. Oh. Do you decide to join us? Do they notice that my face is all healed? Um, yes, actually. And nobody says anything. Nobody Ugh. said anything yet. Actually, actually, I <coughs> don't know that I really saw it. I was kind of focused. You never yeah, you seen might not anything. have saw it. Yeah. yeah, you might not have seen me. You're looking better. Hey, look at that. I didn't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we, somebody, well, we didn't run into anybody. We um got caught sitting outside by um the owner of the spice shop. Oh, yeah? She's not really happy that you burned her place down. And? Well, it seems like she's... She wants to kill Gavin in just as much as you do. Um, he's holding some of her people hostage in the basement. Um, she's the one that healed my face. Um, the only thing that she asks is that we um, kill Gavin. Well, that's the plan. That's what I told her. Um, And I told her we'd also work on trying to rescue the prisoners in the basement that are being tortured. Because that seems like something we should do. Yeah, well. If we can. We'll take a step at a time. If they're beyond saving. How about we uh, go down here first and we'll talk about the details of your little conversation later. Well, the, the enemy of my enemy. Okay, you head down the stairs. Yeah, I'm walking with cross scepters. Okay, fair enough. 
You enter. Who's going down first? I okay. am. Okay. So, at the bottom of these, this relatively thin staircase, um, there seems to be a iron door. You're gonna run your hand along it. There's not a whole lot of light here, but you can feel the the hard metal door, and uh, it's unlocked. I open it and go through. You open it and step into a dungeon atmosphere. Dank, moist air fills your lungs. It's a little dusty down here. Stone walls, stone floor. Stone walls, stone floor. It goes, physically goes down. You have quite a bit of a viewing area. And in this main section, you see that there's a, a hole, almost like a, a drainage hole there and for a moment you feel you feel New York memories flood back because there's a hole in the floor here nearby that hole there's a rack medieval in its nature there are hooks along the wall what you would assume are bodies you see a series of torture devices. Tongs, thumb screws. You see bladed implements, which you can only imagine are using for flaying flesh from bone. An array of knives. And at the far end of the room, up against the wall, there is an Iron Maiden. There is a body on the rack, quivering, shaking. It's the form of a someone you know who it's Shalisha it's the serving girl from the bar I immediately work to release her you step down onto the stone floor and you see the rack implements move and click forward as her body and bones are stretched out can I grab him and pull him back up onto the step that he that we're still on best of I try. It's a contested strength roll. Okay. 44 under 55. Uh, actually, he got me this time. 76 over 60. Okay. Uh, the doctor reaches forward and grabs you. Doctor? Yep. I grab him by the back of the scruff of his shirt. And, uh, yep. <clears throat> Get back up here. I think you're killing her. As he pulls you back, you see the tension in the rack lessen just slightly. It's not going to be that easy for you, Mr. Forsyth. The voice fills this concrete area. You're going to have to choose. I'm going to make you choose. I want to take a really good look at that rack. All right. I want to use my mechanical repair skill. Okay. That is an ought six out of 60. Right there. If you can bead on it that close, you can drop the tension bar in that rack, and it doesn't matter uh, how fast that crank goes. Uh, there won't be any tension on it, and her arms won't be pulled. You'd have to be a hell of a shot, though. Fortunately, I have a pulp talent that's useful for this. Very good. So I will... I will shoot the mechanism. Okay, you have your pistol, right? Yep. He pulls up a pistol and aims it at the rack. 
it's hard to tell from your angle what he's aiming at. I'm not going to stop him. He has a plan, and even if it's putting that poor girl out of her misery, it's probably still better than being broken on the rack. You remember the last scene Old Yeller? I am spending... Oh, no. 18 luck. Okay. Spending, and you're down to what as far as luck, then? It's 31 now. Okay. I have just enough if I need it. Mm-hmm. So that is a uh, 66 out of 66. Okay. You pull your gun up and you fire. Uh, everyone around you, by the way, hears the reverberation of a gunshot. Um, it's unmistakable. Even if you flinch for it, a gun going off in this enclosed area is going to echo. And you hit that pin on the on the rack. And you see the tension immediately release from her arms. I speak to the room and I say, I'm not playing your fucking games. Take your medicine. Such language. Okay, so what are you going to do? I stride down there and release her from, from the rack. You stride down there and you begin pulling her off the rack. Um, piece by piece. She's unconscious. She has been wounded in methods and ways that have not been seen on Earth for hundreds of years. It is a sobering moment. I crouch down next to her and are doing what I can to at least alleviate her suffering. I'm looking around the room to where Gavigan might be hiding. This room goes further back. It looks like there are... It looks like just from your... From your sight here at the stair top, it goes down and deeper into an area. There's, there's just not enough light. I uh, elbow Jack and point down the hall. Oh, oh let's uh, let's shine some light down there. Okay, you use a torch. So just using the torch and scanning the area is something you wish you had not done. The area of the floor is slick with blood and the far table which was once concealed by a vast amount of darkness uh, is home to an array of former staff members and the body parts they once called themselves they have been they've been pieced out it seems whether it be an arm or a leg, or a head. It seems that they've been corralled into, well, a least to greatest. There's probably about eight people here if you totaled it all up. The blood from that table flows down onto the floor into a groove which feeds this hole. Is there uh, anything else back there? Another exit? There's a hallway back there. All right. I wonder how deep this pit is. There was only one way to find out. I don't think you want to look in that just yet. I'm not I think we should go looking. down the hall. Did we bring the dynamite? <laughs> how about we not blow up the house? Have we're in found it? the library. Isn't that yet? your go to? <laughs> no. Oh. Are you going to search this back hallway out, Jack? Yeah. Yeah, All I'm right. going with him. The two of you search down into the hallway, and it looks like. It goes in a square formation. Uh, there are cells. And there are people in these cells. Chained to walls. In various states. 
hard to tell specifically who's alive and who's dead. They're all covered in this strange series of painted glyphs. Head to toe. Not a stitch of clothing on any of the bodies in here. Do you have any ideas, Maeve? Uh, I would assume that it's part of a sacrifice, or they're all gathered for the big ritual. Hence why they have the glyphs carved on them. Um, they're probably just, I probably recognize them what, as Egyptian in nature. No, uh, if, but if you'd like to make a Cthulhu Mythos roll, you can. Oh, sweet. I also have linguists, so I get a bonus die to all languages. To learning, yes. Mythos, this Cthulhu Mythos. This is, is a language roll. Sure, this isn't technically a language roll. This is a, a, deciphering. a deciphering what might be this. it might be connected to. Um, Uh, that is a three out of 30. My, my. I would assume the skull is a zero. Yes. yes. Yeah. Three out of 30. You trace the lines with your eyes for a moment and you begin to see the pattern that's weaved here. And unfortunately, it isn't a good... The imagery that's been woven into their bodies, this isn't paint. Even with Jack's torchlight, you can tell. It's not feces, it's not blood, it's not paint. It's literal brands that have been pushed into their skin. And each one of them has been blessed with the sacrificial name, Nyarlathotep. Yeah, they're all due to be sacrificed. Well, we can't let that happen. Simone, after your um, investigation of the closet and your subsequent uh, auditory visitor, what's the next step for you? So I decided to, because um, I, had, I had found this, the spicy room, the musky room, the husky room. And then I was accosted by, you know, brain invaders. Stepping back over the the bits of that thing that I shot was it like is it still I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out well, what it was it just like a person that was are the, it was like it's like a mass of maggots or was it like rotting it looks like she was festooned with a series of pustulant oils that must have burst I mean the maggots are still here they're still still popping out of her skin but she is not moving um, no, I mean, not in the truest sense. It's more of her body involuntarily shifting and, and squirming as these maggots continue to pop. Okay. As long as the moaning has stopped. Yeah, I will step past it and move to the stairs. I was asked very politely to go downstairs, but there's a lot of, there's a few floors to this place, mm-hmm. so um, I will go down to the second floor. You venture down to the second floor. The second floor is in quite a state. Oh. From when you come down to it. Uh, The hallways here uh, seem to be in a bit of a disrepair. There's quite a bit of shattered glass here on the floor. Hmm. Just like a pile of it? There's definitely a pile of it. Something broke, clearly. Mm -hmm. It's a breeze here, too. Feels like windows are open. Okay, well, I'll move. I'll continue moving down the stairs until I get to... 
whatever the... Yeah, there's a landing. It goes forward about 10 feet or so from what you can see. There's a light on in here. It's uh, diffused. It must be around the corner. It must be just a hallway light around the corner. A left or right corner? Um, As you're staring at it, the light would be around the right corner. It illuminates a door in front of you, probably a bathroom. And then to your left, there's another door immediately. And then down the hallway to the corner left, there's yet another door. These are likely bedrooms in your mind. Sure. These are much larger bedrooms, though. Um, so does the hallway, is it a? Is it just a left turn then? Or is there, you said there's a left turn and a straightaway? Yes, there's a left, well, there's a there's a door to your left. It's not a turn. Basically, okay. the, the door on the left, the immediate door is on, at the bottom of the stairs. Okay. Then I will, um, it's kind of a 50-50. I know one's a, you said one's a bathroom, so I don't necessarily need to go in that one. So I will check the closest door to me. That door left is open. Um, everything in here seems a bit ransacked. Um, the dresser has been tumbled over. The big glass mirror that was on the wall has been shattered. The floor is just in the light that you're getting from beyond your shoulder. That floor is spilled back uh, and filled with arcane writing on the floor. It's just all sorts of strange symbols all over the floor here. Um, I will stay in the doorway. And I'm not hearing anything? Like, in the house? No, not at all. The house is... Like, when I pause, it's just me and the groaning of the house. Yeah. And your breath, obviously. Alright, well then I will take out my, um... my torch. And I will pop it on and... Oh, God. Um, the floor moves. I step back. Left and right and left. <laughs> it's like immediately from and the doorway. Right. It's not maggots this time. It's much larger than that. The floor moved? Mm-hmm. And then as you trace your torch back over it a bit, you realize it's not the floor that's moving per se, but it's these writings on the floor that are moving. Hmm. Okay. Um... And you said it looks like this place was ransacked? It does. It looks like someone came in here and ripped a bunch of shit apart. The dresser's and then been a bunch of, pulled over. And, and then everything, and then, okay. All right, okay. Then I will move on. Okay. You move on to the next I'm door. Gonna let, I'm going to let that room do whatever that room is doing. I Actually, I'll close the door, and then I'm gonna, <laughs> just going to let that room do whatever it's doing. <laughs> Probably smart, yeah. Um So you go to the next door, and you reach out for the doorknob? And you feel there's a heat to it. Like there's heat at the doorknob. Can I smell anything? Yeah, it smells like food cooking. Is it just the same type of door as everything else? or? Yeah, the door looks exactly the same as the other one you were just closing. Okay. But I don't see any light coming in from the other side of the door. No. Give me a listen, Mo. 82 out of 63. You don't hear anything at the door. It's, I don't know. Maybe it's... Maybe there's a, a kitchen in there? It seems strange to be up in the second floor of the kitchen. Yeah, well, I guess I'll only way to know. Um, you know, keeping the torch kind of pointed at me, I'll peek inside. You peek inside. At the far end of the room here, there's a bed. And there's a form on this bed. You can tell. It's large. It's dark. Whatever it is. Is it moving? Just ever so slightly back and forth. Like it's sleeping. 
Maybe. It's standing up, though. It's almost perched on the bed. And you said it's large. Very. But this is a bedroom, and it's warm. That's right. And there's a th- there's a thing in here. Mm-hmm. Okay. How many other doors do I see? As you turn back? Like, to Well, look. I'm just, just, like, yeah, just kind of over my shoulder. Uh, there's the bathroom door, and if you glance just a, just a half step more to your right, you glance that there's a, there's a door opposite this. Okay, so there's another, there's another area behind me then. There is. Okay. Okay, I'm not going to bother this thing either. I'm going to leave it in this room very delicately, just kind of let the door slide shut again. <laughs> you come back and you close the door and it's not there. The bedroom is empty. There's not even any heat from the room anymore. The thing is gone? Yeah. The room is empty. Shake it off. Hit my hit it with the torch real quick. <laughs> just gonna look around. You hit the room with the torch really quick. You hear in the hallway. Did you see it? I turned the You did. Wonderful. I will stalk to the other end of the hallway. Okay. It's only about three steps for you. I'm still kind of like sneering at the ceiling because I don't know who else to be mad at. Sure. And I see what's behind door number three. You open this door. It's an enormous room. It must take up a quarter of the house. This must be some sort of master bedroom. That's really all you can figure. It is equally smashed. Something destroyed this room. Something with a rage. It's the same thing. Things are flipped all over the place. Yeah, except for the bed and a desk in the far space. Curious. That's why they, maybe they knew what they were looking for. It's possible. You hear something from the window close by. Something like from outside the window? Yeah. Are the the curtains closed or open? They're closed. This would be back towards the back of the house. I will slide to the window, I suppose. Okay. And kind of like scissor finger the curtain. You finger open the curtains. In the distance there, back towards the glen, you see a fire. This is where the breeze was coming from? It seems to be. You can smell the fire on the air. Where is that fire? It must have been... Well, it's got to have been back the way you came. Like in the woods? Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Come join me. Wait, so did someone go out this window? It's hard to tell. It's not open far enough for someone to oh, have snuck okay. out, but it's open enough to bring a breeze. And someone just said, come, come to what me? Come join me. It sounds like a brilliant plan. I'll laugh to myself. Before it's too late for her. It's a pity, really. Jack had no idea. I'll let the curtain shut. Narrow my eyes a bit. He didn't even see us coming. Everyone has to hang their hat somewhere. I will go back into the room. You said the mirror's broken. Yes. Actually, all the mirrors you've seen are broken. Like shattered, blown out, or just broken? Like shattered, blown out. Okay. I'm going to kind of smile at the ceiling. Your Simon, like many before him, has exiled into oblivion in exchange for liberating my unique brand of castigation. You think you have leverage on me? I am the cold hand of death, which will grip your black heart and drag your merciless soul into the depths of hell, screeching, like those you took no pity upon. Do you understand me? 
So take who you will, take who you must. But I am coming for you. Come join us, won't you? Back to the basement. So the basement is a kind of an amalgamation, it seems, Jack, of cells and a torture area. But it's also a couple of other things, Miss O'Shea. And that is, it is a place where someone has at one point rested their head in a more educational sense. There are a small stack of books here. There's a desk. There are things here. Noted. Okay. Are there keys here? Yes, there would be keys here. Well, we can get these people out of here, but I don't think we're getting them out of here right now. No, I think we have to deal with Gavigan first. Right. Jack, maybe a spot hidden roll. Sweet. Ooh, that's 20. On the desk, not too far from here, there is a small six-inch figurine. It is jet oh, black. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, good lord. Is it a cat? No. It is not, actually. <laughs> it's a very small, pharaonic bust. As you scan the table after picking up the Black Pharaoh statues, there's actually a couple other pieces here. Another Black Pharaoh bust. This one is almost a foot high. And yet, a wooden crocodile figurine? Oh, we, we don't have time for that. Oh, wait, no. This isn't a crocodile. This is a crocodile man. Oh. Like Sobek? Jack doesn't know who Sobek is. <laughs> there's also a stone tablet here nearby, too. It's got Egyptian hieroglyphics on it. Ooh, we'll probably pick that up, too. But not now. We'll come back for it. Everybody in the basement, make me a listen roll. Thirty-seven under sixty-eight. I hear nothing. I got an eighty-four I got out of twenty. I got a five out of seventy. Wow, ninety-five out of forty-three. Miss Lane is the only one that hears it. Uh, Miss Lane, you hear a rhythmic pounding. Like a heart? No, like a drum. Which way is it coming from? It's definitely not down here. It's got to be outside. But it's loud. I mean, it it's like there are multiple drums. Do you guys hear that? Hear what? That that sound. That sounds like drums. Um, I yes, I think I do actually. Now that you mention it. Uh, coming. This is us. Coming from outside. If Gavigan is anywhere, he's probably out there. Nope. He's not down here. So, have we been everywhere down here? Um, as in this section of the basement, it seems like yeah. Um, what are you What are you doing with the uh, waitress, Miss Forsyth? Picking her up as gingerly as I possibly can. Doctor, that's not a good idea. She should not be picked up. No, 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 no. I, I put my hand. No, she cannot be moved. It's her wounds are too severe. The state is too precarious. You, you believe she has organ damage? Yeah, she is hurt on the inside, not just on the limbs. She will have to stay here for now. We we need to make sure the place is safe before we start moving people out. Because yeah. if people start running out that front door, who's to say that somebody isn't going to just start shooting them? Right, I mean, there's way too much going on right now for us to worry about that. But we will come back and save these people. Including her. 
Well, now that Gavigan's playing his game and he's drumming outside, he wants us to come outside after we've seen his work. That sounds like the kind of thing that he would do. Well, he's playing a game. We might as well face him. He's probably out in that grove of trees that we talked about that had like a clearing. Mm -hmm. That's in the back of the house. Yes. Real quick, we'll go through the first floor and make sure that he's not uh, trying to draw us out and then... Should we find Simone? Yeah, I suppose that'd work too. All right. Speaking of, Simone, are you um, heading down to the, what is quote unquote the first floor, not ground level, but first floor? I believe so. If I'm feeling like I got a pretty good beat on what was going on up here, it was the bedrooms with the weird symbols. The thing I saw, the big bedroom, um, everything else was turned over and right. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I will move to the stairs and begin making my way to the first level. So on the first level, as you come down the stairway, I want you to make me a dexterity roll. My God! (laughs) That didn't sound good. Okay, look. For real. This has been a tough finale for uh, Mr. Granger, for sure. Uh, that is a 99 over 75, so oh. that is a critical failure. Oh. Um, so you come down the stairs, and you are tripped by something with a bit of gusto behind it. It's not too difficult for your mind to locate what it is, because you've been grabbed by it before. It's wet and slick and almost rubbery. It's a big, meaty tentacle. Uh, you get tripped by something that uh, tries to, to grapple you up. I knew we would meet again. I immediately reach into my bag, and I grab the one stick of dynamite that I kept for myself. Sure. And a waterproof strike anywhere match. And I let this thing pull me, and I'm going to shove this stick of dynamite into one of its mouths. Um, so you've seen it before, so we don't have to worry about sand at this point. Yeah, one of these screaming babies is going to get a face full of dynamite. (laughs) Uh, Yes, the wonderful sound of uh, children uh, bouncing off the hardwood, each in voice in harmony with something otherworldly. You see it here. It's disgusting, almost muddy form schleps through the hallway as it pulls and yanks on you. Uh, And it definitely has control of you. It has you in a grapple, sir. Which is what you want. This time. I was going to have you make a con roll, uh, given its um, acidic nature. Can I please? No, I can't, really. I really can't. That's 82 out of 65. All right. So the pseudopod and tentacle can latch onto you and begin yanking you down the hallway here. You get a real quick look at the uh, upper floor here. Uh, as you get yanked from the stairway area down towards a, a, what looks like a larger bedroom. And it, as it latches onto you, you feel the teeth from this end of the pseudopod bite into your shoulder and back, and you can smell your skin starting to burn. You take five points of damage. Um, I will let out a yelling kind of roaring kind of pissing and moaning I'll start swearing 
Hey, a lot. Look, there's Simone. You can hear him. He's screaming. That can't be good. Um, it has brought you close to its um, multi-adolescent mouth body. I, I light it. And then I'm going to attempt to... Uh, how to put this? I'm going to try to plant this flag <laughs> deep within its mass with a good, hard shove and try to and try to yank my arm back out. It's going to attempt to um, accept your arm as a donation. <laughs> I understand that. That's one of the things I want to avoid. Okay. Just as long as we're all clear. I'm going to shove it, but I'm trying to be nimble <laughs> about it. I think this is a fighting brawl rather than a throw roll. Probably. <laughs> you're basically trying to like pick it and stick it. And, yes. and I'm not going to make you make a throw roll on that because it's not technically in your hand. No, it's not leaving my hand until I plant it. It's going to make a fighting brawl opposed roll because what it would like to do is is eat your arm. I understand that it wants my arm. Okay, good. I'm just, I just wanted to be clear. It's an, ex- it's an exchange of goods, really, because even if it gets the arm, it still gets the dynamite. It's That's lit. very true. So let's go. Extreme success. It's got a 70. I have a three. Screw you. <laughs> so the thing is, you succeed in planting the flag. But it succeeds in biting. So it's kind of a mixed bag in that regard. I would assume we're all moving towards the yelling Simone. That's a good yeah. question. Yeah. 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 I mean, we're going upstairs anyhow, so. Okay. <laughs> He's on the way. Well. Yeah. <laughs> you plant this red seed inside of its mouth, and uh, it bites down on your upper bicep near your shoulder. And you feel force come down around that arm. You take 11 damage. Now luckily, you're a pulp investigator. What's that mean? It means that when I take capture hit points, you don't have to make a con roll or pass out. It's good, because I still want to yank my arm out. I know you do. (laughs) Um, I'm going to let you. Um, So it's reasonable enough. (laughs) Yes. You're going to yank your arm out? Well, yeah, I can't just leave it in there. That's no, true. I mean, you can. You might end up leaving it in there. You yank your arm out through a series of sharpened teeth, but you get it back with not a whole lot of meat on the bone. I spit at this thing because it's all I got left. The rest of the investigators in the house, there is definitely a ruckus going on upstairs. When you come back up through the great hall and you move out through the dining room, hey, juicy body. <laughs> you see immediately as you enter the big hallway that there's a stairway that goes upstairs. And that's where the noise is coming from? Definitely. All right. Go upstairs. So a parade of investigators shuffle up this stairway. Uh, Simone, are you basically trying to eject from this uh, issue immediately? Yes, I'm trying to pull away from it so that I don't get blown up with it. That would be ideal. That's an opposed strength roll. One more. Just one more. With a 37 out of 55. You are very lucky, sir. It, it it does not have enough breadth to keep you. So you pull so, yourself free. Now what do you do it? I will... Uh, well, it recoiled last time we shot it. So I will back up a few steps. And 
I begin dropping as many shells as I have in my possession until my guns are clicking and I'm probably screaming and swearing the whole time at this thing. Well, like, so I can't shoot both at the same time because my one arm is totally just like mangled. So I'm probably using it to prop up the other one while I'm firing. And then I throw the first shotgun and I grab the second one and I shoot it again. Okay. You begin firing. Um, but first, the rest of the investigators see a huddle of clothing and blood kind of slam into a hallway wall in front of them. And then as it this form begins moving back, you see shotgun blasts going off. There is an enormous roar from down the hallway. It is inhuman and eerily familiar to those of you who've been on these grounds before. Simone! The only answer is shotgun fire. Now, Simone, I would like you to roll me some very specific damage. It is 4d10, sir. That's a 25. That's not bad. A bomb goes off. It's the easiest way to explain it. There is a immediate rushing sense of air that sweeps past you towards this point and the house blossoms out the inner walls shatter the wood and paneling are crushed as Miser House is shaken at its foundation windows splash um, smash out oh yeah absolutely all of the internal walls in this location are atomized this is something you're somewhat familiar with, Mr. Forsyth. You know what that is. It's dynamite. Yep, somebody just drilled a borehole. Uh, Simone lands at your feet, <laughs> fingers still clicking on his shotguns in a heap of shaking, bloodied mass. Basically pick him up and, you know, get him under an arm. And... He doesn't even look like himself. Yeah, well, we gotta get him downstairs, because... I don't know if the third floor is not going to collapse into the this floor. Yeah, you don't. That's a possibility. Yeah. I am probably an uncontrollable writhing mass of rage <laughs> and, and spit pain. and hate. And blood. Yeah. It's kind of like Wolverine in that regard at this point. So what are you doing? Haul him downstairs. Is that thing still there? No, you haven't seen it move yet. It hasn't moved around the corner. You haven't heard it past the boom. Doctor, you're not certain that left arm is workable. I, yeah. Um, should I give a medicine roll to that? To I, I don't know if you'll, you'll have time for okay. it because I think Jack's idea is to flee the building. Well, I, I at least want to get him downstairs. Yeah. All right. Well, when Jack stops moving with Simone, then I will give it a check. Okay. You guys get down to the floor level of the house, mm-hmm. back into the big hallway. Yeah. And... Um, I guess lay Simone down on the ground. He's writhing and in mm. and, and he's he's unconsolable. And you don't know if it's pain or if it's rage. It's likely a, a nasty cocktail of the two. Right. Well, definitely check his wounds first as much as I can. Um, we that, need to get out to the drumming. That is two. Under sixty. No, under eighty-two. Okay. If you have a little time, Doctor, you might be able to keep this from being a calamity, physically. I'm still cognizant, correct? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm... Okay. You're in a shitload um, of pain, but you're cognizant. I'm going to 
I, I know the doctor, I know they've laid me down. I am probably like painfully elbowing and otherwise trying to get to my feet. I'm going to grab, um, I'm going to pull out the case, open it with my teeth, extract the morphine and slam it into my shoulder, like right into the nerve. Yeah. The, 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 the doctor probably tries to steady your, your hand as you administer yourself morphine. Yeah. I, I at least help him administer it to an area where it's not just going to be a large bubble of morphine under his skin. Right. Or hit, hit a dangerous vein. <laughs> yeah. You get flooded by the sensation of nerve receptors going dark. And the after echoes of it are something you've, like you've never felt before. Not feeling is the best feeling in the world. With the amount of morphine he just took, I am his face away from me and make sure he's not laying on his back because he's probably going to be sick. Yep. <laughs> so He will be. The drumming is getting louder. We have to I look go. at Jack and Maeve. Go. I will take care of this. Are you certain? I have it. Go. 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 I head out with them. I. I want to grab a curtain, and a rod. Okay. Is it because a memento or? No. <laughs> this one's nice. It's so I good. want to. I want to physically pull the rod and curtain down, to the ground. Easy to do. I'm headed back to the uh, uh, priest hall. What are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah. Can't can't lift her. Gotta 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 do something with the stretcher. We we're have something more coming, important to do with. Yeah, more. we're coming back for these people, and none of none of them, and none of us are gonna be safe until we get to Gavigan. We can come back for them. The house could fall down at any moment now. Okay, fine. Bye. That's all right. I didn't figure she'd care anyways. So you go back down to the priest hall. I do. It it, it takes you a few minutes yes. to get there so Jack, Lillian, and Maeve you are all heading back outside mm-hmm. yes okay back around the uh, gravel path I assume to the back of the house yes to wherever the drumming's at it's not too terribly difficult to locate uh, there is a fire looks like a campfire or a bonfire fairly far out into that wooded glen the trees which immediately encircle you as you leave the house grounds towards the the glen are far thicker than they are anywhere else here. Uh, they obscure the sky. And as you get deeper and deeper onto the path, they continue to obscure the house and any areas beyond it. It is truly secluded in a way you are not as comfortable with. It feels like some areas of France. It also feels a bit like being in Darby, and that feels a little carnal. There's, a, there's an earthy feel here that is a little unsettling. In the distance along that campfire pathway, you can hear names again. They aren't, they aren't human names. They're names, Miss O'Shea, that you're not familiar with with entirely, but you've have heard in inflections of before. And you can see forms there in the distance around the campfire writhing. Not in any sort of discernible way other than a movement of their arms or legs as they dance about the fire. How close are you getting? Oh yeah, yeah, close enough to see. Okay. Close enough to shoot them. Right wish we had something to throw into that fire. 
well, if Forsyth had given us the dynamite before we uh, came out here, that would have helped. But we don't have it. Him being out here would have helped. If you continue to get closer, then, you can see that there are maybe 20 people here, all dancing underneath the open sky of this glen. There seems to be some sort of clearing in the middle. In the center of their dancing, as the fire is a bit off to the, actually off to the side, now that you get close, you can see that it's really was just a visual illusion. Off to the side, there's a massive 12-foot black obelisk. And each side of this obelisk, there seems to be a long length of iron chain. Attached ends of the chain are an array of people. And if you'd like, the three of you can make me a spot hidden wall. Fifty-one under, sorry, fifty-one under ninety-two. Twenty-seven out of seventy-two. Ninety-eight out of eighty-eight. Okay, so wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Ms. Lane doesn't see much. Uh, she's probably still trying to figure out which one she wants to shoot first. So, Miss O'Shea, you recognize one on the further side of the obelisk. You can tell uh, it's a tall figure you're somewhat familiar with. It's an older gentleman. He normally is dressed in rather stately clothes, but it seems uh, that your well, your benefactor at the Spirits of Society has been caught up in something terrible. He's now covered in symbols dedicated to some dark god to be auctioned off when the time is right. Jack, with your successful spot hidden roll, you notice yet another figure. And this figure is a bit shocking even to see chained here. It is the head of reception at the Waldorf Astoria from London. Really? Yep. Pleading pleading for his life and getting no response. Do I do we see Gab again? You haven't seen him yet. Well, I'm specifically looking for him. I, I would assume that, that you all would be looking for him. These people dancing about uh, seem to be coating the ground with whatever's coming off of them. It's a little too far for you to see exactly what it is, but it's either paint or not. I'm going to go with not. Same. Doctor, you continue your fastidious work on Simone. You are desperate to reattach some of his muscles before the body loses too much blood. Mm-hmm. So your medicine role is exceptional. And uh, you manage over a period of a few minutes to keep him likely from bleeding out all over the hallway here. Tourniquet what I have to, essentially, or staunch what I have to in order to repair what I can. But saving him over saving the arm is more important. So It's very difficult. His... His rage only made things worse. You notice something, though, as you're fixing him up. His face is painted. Wipe a little of the paint off of his face with my finger. Hmm. It doesn't actually come off very easy. Simone, you get a few hints of stray 
conscious thought as the, the morphine kind of ebbs a bit. And you see that the doctor, you can't feel what he's doing. And that sensation is very strange that he's, he's piecing you back together and you can't really feel it. But above your head, through the blurred vision that morphine gives you, you see that the ceiling is beginning to, to drip. A very dark, viscous fluid. Where are we? You're in, you're in the hallway downstairs. The doctor is currently working on my, we'll say, probably my my good arm. So, probably my right arm. It was your good arm. I mean, at one point. Yeah, yeah it wasn't my good arm. It's my it's my. Hand. I mean, I'm pretty good with both, but it's my it's my dominant hand. So I am going to, without taking my eyes off the ceiling, I'm going to reach up and gently grab the doctor's chin and rotate his head toward the ceiling. Oh. And I will grab him by the shoulder and look him square in the eyes and pull myself up. This is a Herculean feat yeah. and likely not advisable in his medical condition. Nope. You're not certain you could stop him. I, yeah, I, and I can't, I'm not 100% certain that I should because, I mean, weighing the options here. Get up! I help Simone up and I help him out of the basement as much as I can. Okay. Speaking of... A basement. Mr. Forsyth, you return to what can only be considered a dungeon. I snap the curtain rod in half. Okay. I make a very quick travoy. Hmm. I okay. place her in it. I start dragging her upstairs. That's all I can do. You place her in it. And over your shoulder you hear, I told you there would be a, a price. I told you you would have to choose. And this time... The voice isn't airy or misty. It is present. Look around. There is an exceedingly tall man standing behind you. He is open-shirted, wearing a dark robe, and carrying two very long scepters. Imprinted on his chest is a series of tattooed symbols. The, the breadth of his chest. Although he's not physically powerful by any means, at least visually. He is stunning and tall and ominous. He's between me and the stairs? You bet. Are these scepters crossed? You bet. I tackle him. Okay. What is your dexterity? My dexterity is 55. Sadly, sir, he goes before you. That's fine. You go to tackle him. He says in a loud and commanding voice, sit down. And I'm going to have you roll pow for me. Eighty-five over forty. You pause right when you get to him. And you feel your muscles desperate to continue what you're doing. And your body will not acknowledge your mind. It is immensely frustrating and it shows through your shaking form as this man who you can only assume is Edward Gavigan places his hand on your shoulder and says it's quite alright Lawrence you're just a common man anyway and he deals you 15 damage 
mm. as your body racks with pain and your chest and arm shrivel. You collapse onto the ground, desperate for some sort of relief. You hear Alicia behind you cry. She screams, no. Where will you go now? What will you do? Perhaps you'll take her place for me. And with a simple movement of his arm, never physically touching you in any way, he casts his hand and fingers towards the air and your body uncontrollably moves into the air. It's unbelievable. And you're seeing it firsthand. And now you're rolling sanity. That is a 15 under 25. You somehow hold it together. Sheer rage. 25. Jeez, man. Your body falls with a unceremonious plop down onto the rack. And you can feel your back just shiver. He places his hand on your still yet good shoulder and says, You stay here. I have so many things to show you. And he locks you into the rack. And is it really until after the last pin clicks into the manacles that your muscular reflexes begin responding again to your brain and you begin to fight? Your waitress still sits and wrapped up at your feet as you watch the cloaked form of Edward Gavigan stalk away. You can, of course, begin attempting to get out. Well, the nice thing is, is I did make sure that there's no tension in it anywhere. Right. So that's good. That's a strength roll, I assume. Yeah, it is. I will spend 17 luck. Already? Spend 17 luck. It will take you two rounds to remove the manacles. Okay. He exits the door by that time, but in the cool of the basement, you are able to finally get released. This part of your body is no longer useful. Your shoulder and your chest on the left side no longer affords you any sort of ability to hold or to control things. You'll have to do everything from now on with the right side of your body because you are, in effect, crippled on the left side. Yeah. I'm going to abandon my plan to drag her upstairs. There's no way I can do it one-handed. I'm just going to have to go up the stairs and follow him out. You do so. And that is where we're going to end tonight. So thank you so much for listening. We'd like to thank our backers for helping produce the show and having their input. And I'd like to thank our listeners in general for giving us their time. So have a wonderful day or evening wherever you are. And we will catch you next week. <laughs>